Notice in Genesis chapter number 30, verse 27. Genesis 30, verse number 27. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. Can I share with you just a few minutes some things I've learned by experience? Laban said to Joseph, I have learned by experience that God blessed me because of you. And I've learned by experience that God's blessed me because of Jesus. He's the only reason God's ever blessed me. And I've learned by experience that salvation is real. Many of you in this building and in the Internet, if you're still on the Internet, have heard about salvation. You've heard a preacher preach it. You've heard your mama talk about it, heard grandparents talk about it. But I'm going to tell you, I know from experience that it's real. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. All things become new. You say, Brother Billy, how do you know that you're saved? Inside information. I've got inside information. Have the witness of the Holy Ghost inside of me. And he beareth witness with my spirit that I am a child of the King. There was a time that God convicted me of my sin, showed me the need of a Savior, and I by faith believed on him. And, it, and when I believed on him, something changed in my heart. He gave me a desire for the things of God, for the people of God. And, and now I have a desire to love and serve him. The Bible said, by this shall he know, know that you pass from death and life, that you love the brethren. God put in my heart a love for the saints of God. And that's not natural. That's unnatural. When God put that in your heart to love the house of God, the things of God, nobody has to prime me to go to church. I go to church all the time. I love to be around the saints of God. And if you're saved by the grace of God, you know by experience that it's real. How many of you, not because you got a King James Bible in your lap, not because you had a good mama or daddy, but you'd raise your hand this morning and say, I know from experience that salvation's real and you can get born again by the grace of God. Thank God for that. I, I want to testify to you this morning. I know from experience that the Holy Spirit of God lives inside my heart. I know that. I know he's there. He said this. He said, when the Holy Spirit of God's come, he'll guide you into all truth. I don't have sense enough to get out of the rain. But God, the Holy Spirit has taught me this book. He showed me so many Not all of it. But he showed me a lot. And I, I can remember as I began to read the Word of God, not as a preacher, but just as a, a young man, when I began to read the Word of God, and God, the Holy Spirit, showed me things. And I tell you, as, as God called me into the ministry and I started studying, I didn't have a lot of resources, didn't have many books, didn't have a library, and I'd just start reading the Bible. I'd just start reading. God would show me something. I'd get so excited. I'd run by the church. I'd call the preacher, and I'd say, Brother Earl, do you know that was in the Bible? And God showed me a truth. And, and what it is the Holy Spirit of God inside of me teaching me the Word of God. And as I've been in the ministry over the years, I, I've accumulated a, a, a library and a lot of books and this, that, and the other. I, I've used them and gleaned from them. But so many times, I've just got somewhere along with God and God speak to my heart. I began to read the Bible and God showed me something. I began to write down some things that I, I knew had to come from God. And then after I did that, I'd pull down Charles Spurgeon, wrote, wrote uh, commentaries back in the 1800s. And I'd read what he said about the verse I'd just read. He'd say the same thing that the Holy Ghost had done said to me without me reading. And all over and over again, I've seen that happen. I know the Spirit of God's inside of me because he guides me into all truth. I know that from experience. How many of you could say this morning, Brother Billy, I've never been to Bible college, or some of you have, but I know what I know from the Bible 
because the Holy Spirit of God's real and he showed me the truth of the word of God. Would you raise your hand? You know that. And you know that. that not because I told you, not because it's in the Bible even, but you know that from experience that the Spirit of God. I found out something else. I found out that he's inside of me to convict me and to chasten me. And I found out from experience as a believer that when he was inside of me, that I could not do anything that was wrong or say anything that was wrong that he did not immediately begin to deal with my heart. Immediately when I disobeyed God, boy, they feel like something just kind of went down inside of me. My joy wouldn't be right. My spirit wouldn't be right. And he'd just deal with my heart, trouble me. He'd convict me of sin and he'd chasten me and speak to my heart and, and he'd begin to work in my heart. I've learned that over the years by experience. I know the Bible says it, but I know that the Spirit of God lives inside of me because when I disobey the Lord, he immediately begins to deal with my heart. I can feel a change in my spirit. I can feel something grieved inside of me like the Holy Spirit of God. How many of you could say this morning, Spirit of God lives inside of me. And preacher, you're right. I know I'm saved. But if I've, when I've ever I've disobeyed the Lord, and all of us have, that whenever I've disobeyed the Lord, the Holy Spirit of God sure did deal with me about it too. Raise your hand. Now, you learned that by experience, didn't you? You learned that by experience. I've learned that the Holy Spirit of God's inside of every believer. And I've learned, my dear friend, that he'll convict you of your sin when you disobey him. And so if you say I'm a member of Benson Grove Baptist Church and that doesn't happen to you, if you can say things that are wicked or unkind, if you have, un wicked, you have a wicked thought or you do something wrong and there's not something that affects you on the inside, then you be assured the Holy Spirit of God's not in there. And that means you're lost and on your way to hell. I've learned that from experience. It's in the Bible. I read it in the Bible. I've taught it. But I know it from experience. I'll tell you something else I've learned from experience. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. I've learned that. I've learned that whatever you sow, you're going to reap back. Bible said if man's going to have friends, I could not tell you how many friends I've got. Now, I've got some enemies. I, everybody's got some enemies. But I've got friends around the world. And you know what? I've learned this by experience. Because the Holy Spirit of God lives inside of my heart. And it gave me a love for the people of God. And, and I, I, that's just the way I am. But now, naturally, I'm very, very shy, very, very timid. I'll stand in the back. I want to be kept. I want to. But in, in the Spirit of God, God just gave me. And you know what I've learned? The Bible said this. If a man wants to have friends, he must show himself to be friendly. I've learned that. I've learned you. People say, well, didn't nobody speak to me at church? Well, who'd you speak to? <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, you gotta be, you gotta take the initiative. You show yourself to be friendly. I've learned that from experience. I've learned that from experience that if you'll show yourself to be friendly, you'll have friends. You'll have friends. I've learned from experience that whatever you sow, you're going to reap. If you love people, yes. they're going to love you. Amen. And if you love people, it's something that God, God will reciprocate that to you. It'll come back to you. I've learned whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. I, I know that. I've learned that over the years. By experience, I know that. From experience. I'll tell you something else I've learned from experience, and I, I could spend a long time on these, but I promise you I was going to be through quick. I've learned this you cannot outgive the Lord. Now, that's not just an old timey saying, that's a biblical truth. I've learned that over the years. I've learned that. I, I probably hadn't learned it as good as some of you have, but I have learned that you can't outgive the Lord. Whenever God, the Holy Spirit, would move on my heart to give somebody something or do something, I tell you, it, it just seems like it, it's just a matter of minutes, sometimes hours, but it just, God just rewards me and it comes right back to me. 
I've learned that over the years, that it, you can't outgive the Lord, not just in your money. I know people look at me and, and Regina sometimes say, well, anybody can live, God, uh, live for God. Y'all got a nice house and the church pays you a good salary and all these things. But, you know, God dealt with my heart a long time ago. And if she knows this true, and that's why she wears a lot. If the Holy Ghost of God say to me today, Brother Billy, I want you to resign Benson Grove Baptist Church now. I'd resign before I got through talking. I wouldn't have a job, wouldn't have nowhere to go, wouldn't have no income, but I'd do that. And she'll tell you, I've done it over and over again. Now, sometimes she thinks I miss God a long ways when I've done that. But you know what? I believe I learned a long time ago that not just your money, but if you'll give him your life, And if you'll give him your financial means, whatever you got, but if you'll give him all you've got, you can't outgive him. I'll tell you, when we moved around, we've left and gone here, there, and everywhere. My wife told me one time, she said, Brother Raymond Williams is pastor of the church in Florida, had 1,500 in it. And that church wanted to call me as pastor. In fact, I went over and preached for him two or three times. Brother Raymond was serving his interim. And I said, no, you don't need me. You need Raymond. Raymond is your preacher. And we, I went down there and preached for Raymond, a big old church. They had a big lobby out there. It looked like a mall. I mean, they had a big water fountain in there and all that stuff. We got the car. We were riding down the road. And Regina said, you know, if, you, if, you'd, if you'd stay somewhere long enough, you'd have something that big. And I said, well, I said, it wasn't God's will. But then I got the word about that thing, that, you know, I'd, I'd been somewhere and the church would get up, you know, about 200, maybe 300. And then God moved me somewhere else. And, and I got to thinking, I said, Lord, have I missed you? And I got to feeling bad about it. And the Holy Ghost of God said to me, you go home and tell Regina that you've got a church with about 25,000 in it. They just ain't all in the same place. <laughs> you know what? God the Holy Ghost, you can't outgive the Lord. He's been so good to me. He's blessed us so much. And he said this, he said, nobody has left family or lands or houses that I won't reward them. And so when you see somebody that's living for God, you say, well, they're just doing it for the money. No, they ain't doing it for the money. They're not. Guess God just blessed them. God just honored them. And that don't mean tomorrow I won't have nothing. And, uh, but I'm telling you, God's been good to me. I've learned that from experience. I don't, nobody makes me give a tithe. Nobody makes me give to missions. I just learned. And, and I try to be mindful of the Holy Spirit of God. God tells me to share a little gift with somebody from time to time and just a little something. I found out God take care of his people. And if you'll just obey God, I've learned from experience that you can't outgive God. I, I, we've helped a lot of ch- church folk. And I believe that's our responsibility. We are to help God's people. But we get tons of phone calls of people crying all kind of problems, everything else. I can't pay my light bill, can't pay my phone bill. In, in our church, we have a giving church. I know you've got a heart. We help people. But I ask them people, do you go to church anywhere? No, we don't go to church. We've been around, looked here, there, and there. Do you, do, you, do you serve the Lord? Are you a Christian? No. I, but I found out that God's people can go through tough times. That gives us an opportunity to be a blessing to them. And it might be us tomorrow. But I found out as a general rule, David said, I've never seen God's children forsaken nor begging bread. God's take care of his children. And God, and when we do have a chance to help some of our, our church folk or, or Christians anywhere, that just God's letting us be a blessing to them and us getting blessing in return. But I'm going to tell you something. 
most of this crowd around here that ain't got nothing and they're in trouble all the time, can't pay like they can't pay. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about what you're going through some tough times, and I know that. In fact, there were folks in the Bible in the book of Hebrews says they were destitute. But I'm just telling you, I'm going to tell you a lesson. Listen to what I'm telling you. You can't outgive the Lord. Amen. If you'll learn to give, God will bless you. God will take care of you. And I thank the Lord for that. Now, listen, I've learned something else over these years. You cannot hide sin. Amen. In the book of Numbers, chapter 32, verse 23, it says this, Be sure your sin will find you out. I've learned from experience, and I know others have, that sin doesn't go away. You can't hide it under the carpet. If there's something in your life that ought not to be there, God's going to keep putting his finger on it. God's going to bring it out. God's going to do it. God's going to bring it to light. And I'm going to tell you something. You've got something in your heart. Life ought not to be that. The best thing to do is do what First John says. If we confess our sins, he's faithful just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can't hide it. And there are consequences to sin. There's chastening for the children of God. My dear friend, I've learned, I've learned over experience that God will keep his word. He said, I'll not leave thee nor forsake thee. And he said, he will be the God of all comfort. I've learned by experience. There's some things that I'd rather you not have to go through. The Lord chose to take Regina and I's oldest daughter. She was just a child, infant, and uh, she died of leukemia. I'd rather you not have to go through that. But I've learned he'll keep his word. That, ye, that yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we don't have fear and evil. He'll be with us. And he is the God of all comfort. He is the God of all grace. And I could have these dear senior saints to stand up and tell you that I can tell you right now that I buried a boy or I buried a daughter or I buried a, a loved one, maybe I buried your husband or your wife, that God keeps his word. Doesn't mean it's easy. Doesn't mean you don't have heartaches. Don't you mean that you go through a tough time? But I can testify to you today that he is a great God and is a good God. And no matter what you're going through, he'll do that for you. I've learned over the years by experience, my dear friend, that God will meet every need that you've got. I've learned that. I've learned that. Some of it comes immediate somewhere down the road. I've learned that God will meet every need. Truth of the matter is there's nobody sitting in this building this morning that God hadn't met every need that you've ever had. Oh, no, right now you're thinking, well, preacher, I've got to pay this, and I've got to pay that, I've got to pay the other, and I'm the same way. But right now today, Amen. God's met every need. Yes. You're sitting right here. You don't need a thing in the world. Matter of fact, if Jesus were to come right now, I don't have to go back to the house for nothing. Yes. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to leave out of here. Just soon he did. I'm thankful for that. You don't have to you know or wonder about that. Last thing, and I'm through, and I could preach a long, long time. It'd be like Sister Joan. I'd keep you a long time. But look, I've learned this from experience. Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to those who are called according to His purpose. I hadn't seen all of it come to good yet, but I've seen enough of it to know that all things do work together for good. I've had seen things in my life that I thought was a great disappointment turn out to be the greatest blessing I've ever had. I, I've gone through heartaches and sorrows, me and my wife and everything else, but I've seen God turn it for good. Amen. We've seen God do that. Now, there's some things that I can't see the good in it yet. And in your life, there'll be some things you can't see the good in it yet. But I know from experience 
that all things do work together for good. Now, let me give you this little illustration, spiritual application. Brother Mitchell did a tremendous job. I do like to fish, and I've, I've been blessed. Some, I had somebody give me a boat. You say, well, ain't nobody ever give me a boat. But bless God, you ought to tie and give to missions. And uh, I won't preach that sermon. That's I'm just telling you. <laughs> but anyhow, <laughs> God's good. I love to fish. Billy, is Billy back there? Billy's back there. He loves to fish. And uh, got a lot of guys here love to fish. I love, I, I, it don't make no difference. So what kind of fish you like? It don't make no difference to me. But I, I, I really like, I love to bass fish and uh, brim fish, anything. But I, 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 I've got it in my home. I've got some tackle. I've got a lot of old tackle I've gathered up, and I've got it in plastic bags stuck up on the bottom, uh, in my little office at the house. Got stuck all over the wall, old fish baits up there. In my tackle box at home, I've got some old fish baits. I've got, ain't no telling how many different kind of bait, new baits, old baits, everything else. But then on the second, if you open my tackle box up, one I fish out of a lot, on the second, when you raise that little tray up, the third one in on the second shelf is a little black and yellow bait with two spinners on the front and back. It's called a devil horse. It's got chew marks on it. I mean, it's got where fish have hit that thing and chewed on it. And, and here's, I'm, telling, I'm going somewhere, hang on. And I like to fish with all the new baits, all the soft plastics and whatever comes out, and I fool with that. But I, if I go early in the morning, late in the afternoon, I'm going to get that devil horse and tie it on. And if I go and I, I fish and the fish are not hitting nothing else, I'll put that devil horse on. Because I know from experience that I can catch fish on it. I know if I put it in the right place at the right time, I want to catch it. I may fish it an hour or two hours or three hours, not get a bite. But I know in my heart of hearts that they'll bite that bait. And I know that that's the one to get the job done when it's all said and done. And if I don't catch a fish that day or that afternoon or that morning, and I take my bait off and put it back on the second shelf, third one in from the end, I know just as sure, if I don't even catch fish that day, I know that bait will catch fish. It didn't disappoint me. I not, not caught nothing that day, but I know it will. I know it'll work when everything's just right. In other words, I know it from experience. You might look at my tackle box and see a dozen baits you'd rather throw, but I know what works. And I can tell you right now, to live for Jesus works. It, it, it might not show up today. It may not show up tomorrow. But I know from experience, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Amen. Will you bow your heads in prayer? I want to ask the... Did Trudy go back to the back to get everything ready? I want to ask the latest trio to come. I want uh, willing vessels to come. I, I told Brad, I, I, I thought I'd get y'all to sing at the end. I want to pray. Now, here's what I, I, I well, came this morning. I wanted to honor Jesus. I want to honor our senior citizens. But I want to just tell you, this thing is real. People have learned from experience. They, people have showed things and talked things, but they know it's so. And I, you can know that you're saved. You can know the Holy Ghost of God lives inside of you. You can know that sowing and reaping works. You can know that you can't outgive God. You can know that God will be with you in heartaches and sorrow. You can know, my dear friend, that he, he will supply all of your needs. And you can know 
that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. But first, you've got to know him. And I'd say to you this morning, if you're not saved, I want you while the lady's singing just a moment to make your way to this old altar. And I want you to do something here. Let's stand together. We saw friends up here that have been saved for 62 years, 60 years, 50 years, still serving Jesus. Seeds been sown in Sunday schools and vacation Bible schools over all the year. And now seed they've sown, they've seen children saved. Now those children got grandchildren. I want you right now to make a commitment to the Lord that we'll not forget God in this next generation. Our nation's turning its back on the Lord. But you can do what you can with a group that you've got to work with around your house and around the neighborhood. And let's do what we can that our children can have a heritage. I want to ask young couples and children and teenagers and young adults, I want you this morning to come around this altar and say, God, I know there's some things you teach in your word, but God, I want to experience it. I want to know it's real. I want to be able to tell people, not just because mama said it, not just because grandma said it, but I know it's so. And I want to love God. I don't know what you need to do. I've had myself a time this morning. I just enjoy being around God's people. I enjoy the singing. enjoy the presence of God. And I know some of you sit back there and you think it's all foolishness, but it ain't foolishness. It's, to me, it's just the joy of the Lord. I just like being in my father's house. And I want you to obey God this morning. There's some folk got heavy, heavy burdens. I mean, just you can't imagine. But I want us to come. You, I invite you, young and old, just get around this altar and say, God, I want to know from experience what that Bible says is so.